This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1229. Don't let IELTS vocabulary dog you. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. You need to have dogged determination when it comes to getting the IELTS score you need. Today, you'll learn four idiomatic phrases related to dogs. Listen in so you can overcome the dog-eat-dog world of IELTS preparation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, Aubrey. Um, do you have any dogs? I don't have any dogs. I know that you do, right? How are your dogs? <laughs> They're fantastic. I um, it's so hard for me to to not post pictures of my dogs all the time because they're so cute. And you probably take pictures all the time, right? And you're like, I want to share these. They're so cute. Seriously. Oh my gosh, my little dog Dixie. She's a little pocket pit bull, and she is. The oh. most adorable dog in the world. You need um, like a social media account just for your dogs. Just to my sister does. <laughs> my sister has like two different Instagrams for like each of her dogs. <laughs> okay, that's a little overkill. That's maybe a little much. Don't tell her I said that's that. That's so funny. It's okay. She doesn't listen to the show. Perfect. But Perfect. <laughs> guys, so we are talking about some really impressive vocabulary today for IELTS. That is related to dogs. Now, it's not about dogs. It's fine if you don't have any pets. These aren't for questions about pets or animals. No. These are idiomatic usages of the phrases. And this vocab is so fun today. It is so fun. And this is inspired by a question we got from Sarah. Hi, shout out to Sarah in our Three Keys Facebook group. And I was really confused (laughs) when I first saw the question because what she asked was, what does dog opening mean? Is it formal? And I was like, I have no idea what that means. I've I've never never heard this before. I've seen those two words (laughs) together in my life. Right. So I said, you've got to give me the paragraph where you saw it, right? Yeah. So she did. And then it all became clear. And I realized, oh, because this was from a reading passage. And if you guys see this verb, dog, in a reading passage, I could see you being thrown off just like Sarah was. It's very tricky. Yes, this is a very rare usage of the word dog as a verb. So we'll tell you what that means. But I want to uh, warn you also that this is not a common usage of this word. And we do not recommend you using it on IELTS because it is so rare. And examiners would think you're just wrong. The examiner may not be familiar with it. You will sometimes see it in the news. Right. And but there are a lot of native English speakers who would read that and be like, what? I don't understand what's happening here because it's rare. Like you said, examiners might not be familiar with it. 
I mean, even I had to read that sentence, the example sentence, which which we will share. I had to read that sentence like four times to like fully understand what was being said. Um, So, guys, we will explain this and then we're going to give you four vocabulary phrases that are fantastic on IELTS. And we highly recommend you write them down and practice using them, especially in speaking. Some of them in writing as well. I think they're formal enough. Um, But the yeah, especially in speaking. So let's get to this example sentence first. Can you read that for us? Yes. Okay. So the full sentence, Nevada's Thacker Pass has rich lithium deposits, but intractable cultural and environmental conflicts dog opening the area to mining. Ooh, so tricky. And I, I, I do see this. I do every now and then see a reporter or someone in the news use this mm-hmm. verb dog, but it's a little outdated. I could imagine maybe my yeah. grandparents using this verb. Totally. I think the millennials, the new generation never uses it, would have no idea what that means. And For it's sure. sort of going the way of the dinosaur, as we say. I think it's getting phased out. <laughs> going the way of the dinosaur. What a fantastic bonus idiom. That is so That's fun. True. <laughs> okay, so dog as a verb in this case, in this very formal academic usage of the word, um, it's like um, uh, preventative, annoying, pester, bother, causing problems. I would say causing problems mm-hmm. um, is probably the best definition here, like the most simple way to to explain exactly. that. Right. That just means that these Lithium deposits are causing problems with opening this area to mining. So if you happen to see this sentence or a sentence with the verb dog, when you hit reading, you'll know what it means. But it is unlikely. This mm-hmm. is probably from an older exam. I I can't imagine IELTS being rude enough to include this Seriously. now, but you never know, I guess. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely older for sure. So let's get to the vocabulary that you guys can use. So taking this dog as a verb, the way I do hear people use it, and I have used it this way, is to turn it into an adjective. Um, dogged. And notice that we do pronounce the E there. We don't say dogged. We say dogged, and it's often coupled with the word determination, like dogged determination. And this just means persistent, consistent, not giving up, right? Dogged determination. It's like it's like strong and it's like a positive bothersome. <laughs> yes, right. A little stubborn, but you know, yeah, not super totally. negative. This is great to describe yourself or a friend who was persistent. If you're talking about a job or schooling and you there were some setbacks, setbacks, there were some obstacles, but you stuck with it, you did what you had to do, mm-hmm. definitely say I was dogged in my determination to totally. finish to get the job or say, I had dogged determination to get that done. Yeah. And the examiner will be very impressed by that. Oh my gosh. I yes. would be, I would be like ban nine thoughts automatically um, because even native speakers don't use this that often, which is not saying it's um, wrong to use, right? It's rare in a bad way. No, this is rare in a great way. Exactly. Just because it's so <laughs> high level, right? It shows yeah. you're well-educated. It shows you read a lot that you have recognized this and can use it. This would also be fantastic for problem solution essays. I think you guys should put this adjective in um, the list of describing problems and solutions in speaking and writing. So 
Like in your problem solution essay, for example, you should say, um, I believe the government should be dogged in their determination to solve this environmental problem or whatever. Yes, for sure. Part three, right? Whenever you're yeah. having, you also have to talk about problems and solutions and speaking part three, same kind of example to say societies must be dogged in fixing this problem. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is like one of so the good. best words we've taught you to <laughs> use so in true. speaking and writing. It is so high level. Like I'm impressed right now just thinking about this word. I feel oh, very well read that we uh, yeah. know what it means and how to use it. And you guys should now too. Well done. <laughs> so good. All right. So that's the first one, guys, that adjective dogged. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, the next the next uh, phrase is, is, you know, it's related um, hound as a verb. So you might not know that a hound as a noun is a type of dog, a hound. But again, we're using this idiomatically and we can change it to a verb hounded, which is like extremely, extremely bothered. Like um, we often use it in the phrase hounded by the press, which means someone is followed all the time and bothered all the time by, you know, reporters like celebrities. Yes, right. The paparazzi keeps hounding this celebrity. Yes, we use that a lot because it definitely has um, a connotation of annoying, right? You would totally say it in a positive way. This means it's very annoying. I just thought of an example that you shared recently, Aubrey. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago on the show. You talked about receiving spam texts, political texts. Yes, I was absolutely hounded by the far right with all of those political texts. Terrible. It finally stopped. The election's over and I finally am not getting 100 texts a day. But guys, like you could use this in your own life, right? On speaking. If you're talking about being bothered by something that is happening all the time, right? Like, um, I feel hounded by um, commercials promoting insurance or like I feel hounded by all the political ads right now if it's like an election time. So I think this one is probably easier to use than dogged, um, but it's also a great word for speaking and writing. I think you could use this in writing as well because it is high level. Yes, I agree for sure. If you are talking about someone being extremely persistent in any way, though, I think there are lots of task two topics and definitely general task one letters where Mm -hmm. you could use this to talk about hounding someone or someone being hounded. Totally. Yeah. Like what if um, it was like you had to describe a problem in a hotel or something in a general task one letter and you could say, I felt hounded by the people at the front desk. Mm. They just kept calling me um, every 10 minutes asking me if I wanted to book more um, shows or book more tours. (laughs) So good. Or if you have to complain about like the service on an airplane or a restaurant or something. It would be really amazing to start with. I don't mean to hound you, 
but I must inform you of this issue, right? Because you're sort of saying, I don't want to be annoying, but I got to share this with you. I don't mean to hound you about this. I know I've called a few times, but right, like indicating that this is not the first time you're contacting them. Oh, so good. So good. So good. (laughs) I got a you. Okay. (laughs) It was a song, guys. Don't worry about it. All right. Let's move on. Now we have a couple idioms for you, also related to dog words. So this is super fun, guys. The next phrase is barking up the wrong tree. This is this is so cute. Um, what does that mean, Aubrey? I say this to my kids sometimes. If they <laughs> they know I will say no, like they'll they'll come and ask me for ice cream, and I'll say you're barking up the wrong tree. Like you should ask your dad because yeah. he might say yes. <laughs> you know I'm gonna say no. It's just like a dog. Like maybe he's trying to get a skunk out of a tree, but the skunk's in the wrong in the other tree. He's barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> we use this idiomatically to say you're asking the wrong person. Exactly. You're talking to the wrong person because you're getting rejection here. Again, this is like such a good phrase for describing problems, right? For giving details about stories of difficult situations. Um, Like, you know, speaking part two, you have to like describe a problem you had while traveling. That's one of my favorite questions to give students. Um, (laughs) And you're like... um, I felt like I was barking up the wrong tree with everyone I asked because nobody could tell me where this museum was or, you know, something like that. I think I think this could be kind of flexible to use in stories as well. Yeah, for sure. And I could even see this on part three. It does feel a little more informal. It's definitely more informal. I wouldn't use it in writing, I think. No, I for sure wouldn't use it on task two. It'd be a great way to hit a more informal tone on your general task one letter. Yeah. But even thinking about it for speaking part three, I'm like, ooh, it feels like it would be really informal to start talking about how someone's barking up the wrong tree because it feels so playful. That's a good way to look at it. Like it is a very playful phrase. And yeah, yeah, you're you're saying like you're doing something wrong. You're asking the wrong person for something. But still, like it's cute. It's just a cute cute phrase. Right. Comparing yourself to a dog barking up a tree. (laughs) So if you're describing, you know, families, parenting, um, uh, asking for and giving directions, um, even describing workplace situations, you know, Um, like I was barking up the wrong tree when I asked asked my boss for time off next week, I should have just gone straight to HR. HR. That's such a good example. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Oh, man, that's so good. (laughs) So good. All right. Here's the last phrase, guys. Dog eat dog world. Now, let's make this clear. This phrase dog eat dog world. Now, we do hear natives mispronounce and even uh, misspell this in writing. And I would hear people say like doggy dog, doggy dog world, which is incorrect. I've for sure <laughs> seen that written, right? Totally. D-O-G-G-Y, doggy totally. dog world, because that <laughs> sounds a is. lot like that when we yeah. say doggy dog world fast. Because <laughs> we say it quickly. Yeah, it precisely. Because mm-hmm. T's are always elided. T's always disappear when we're speaking fast. So dog eat dog world. This describes a highly competitive environment in which people must do anything it takes to get ahead, you know? Um, So if you're describing your profession, maybe you're like, um, you know, an investment baker. That's a real dog eat dog world, I'm guessing. No, yes, right. You don't know much about investment banking, Jessica. That shocks me. (laughs) 
But no, it's so true. I think there's so many. Well, and think about it this way. Whenever you're talking about your job, you can Mm -hmm. either say that it is in a dog eat dog world or a dog eat dog environment, or you can say that it's not. If you're saying it's super relaxed, laid back, stress free, it's not a dog eat dog world. So either way, you can make it work. Yeah, I yeah. Oh my gosh, that is such a good point. Yeah, guys, definitely write this down because you can use this for any job you have to say it is a dog eat dog world. It it's it's competitive, but not quite a dog eat dog world, or mm. it's not at all a dog eat dog world. Totally. So really, like you could use this for any industry you're in. Yes, <laughs> and then you're getting that idiomatic language you have to use on IELTS speaking. If you there's a good chance you will be asked about your job. Yeah, be ready with an idiom. Be ready with this high level vocabulary. Then it's like a a gimme. Right. <laughs> totally. So remember, guys, you do have to show idiomatic language to get a seven or higher for vocab in speaking and for writing. You have to show interesting high level idiomatic language. So we covered all that today. Um, <laughs> go us. Go us. So guys, remember to hit follow right now if you are not already subscribed to this podcast. And also check out our Business English podcast. Tons of great vocab for your IELTS uh, preparation over there. Just search All Ears English and you'll see the new Business English podcast pop up. Oh man, we should do an episode about dog eat dog world over on the Business English podcast. I'm adding that to the list. That would be really awesome. (laughs) <laughs> would be awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't work in a dog-eat-dog environment. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aubrey, thanks for chatting. Awesome. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. <laughs>